This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit (laughs) Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. This is Greg Miller. Hey. This is Colin Moriarty. Yep. This is Justin Davis. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't weren't sure there for a second. Is it Rich? Yeah, Yeah, we were just talking about Rich and and other names and Anthony and uh, whatnot. Uh, We're we're, we're about to talk about uh, Valve's big picture mode here. This is uh, Steam on your TV here. So so what's the big picture with this? Well, hold on. Get a little... (laughs) (laughs) That's all the scoops we have for you today. Uh, In a little bit, we're going to be talking about uh, Sony and Bethesda and Skyrim on PS3 and the DLC for that. Colin, I know you have a lot to say on this subject. Oh, I do. I have a lot to say about it. So stay tuned, folks, for the new story you don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> no, first, this, this big picture mode. This is big news because a, a long time, we, Valve has been uh, rumored to be working on a console for a long uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. And apparently, uh, this is sort of their, ver- their first step. They're like testing the waters right now. They've unveiled big picture mode for Steam. This is Steam for your TV. You have to hook up your PC to your TV. Yeah. And then it's a... Uh, Sort of a redesigned Steam uh, to work better on your in your TV setup to control with your Xbox controller. There's like a, a, a Lotus design. There's a Lotus design yeah, the, for typing on, the, on your the TV. The typing thing seems really cool. It's uh, you know obviously you don't want to mess around with like how Xbox and PlayStation make you type out words with your controller and mm-hmm. it's kind of a pain. They invented this. I don't know if they invented it or if they're using a system that you know sort of already existed. Don't but you know. use your dual analog sticks to like push in one of the eight directions, like either a diagonal or one of the four cardinal directions. And then from there, you press uh, color, you know, on your controller for what what mm. letter you want to type. And it sounds sort of weird, but they insist that like 
people, once you figure out how it works, you get really fast at it, and you have all access to all 26 letters within you know, two clicks, and that Lotus sort of controller setup seems really slick to me. And then you can use Steam on your PC, play I mean, on your TV, play yeah. all of your Steam games on your TV. And then there's a, a web browser. I don't know if it's their own browser, but there's a way to browse the web on your TV that using your Xbox controller that's supposed to be very fluid and uh, you know, easy to navigate. So this is in beta right now. It's not live yet. I can't beta goes today. I don't know how you get into the beta. Okay. IGN's news story does not provide <laughs> this information. I want to. I want to do because I I use uh, I have the gaming PC at work and the gaming PC at home and both go into my TVs. I don't I don't have a monitor dedicated to them. Oh, so, you so did, this is this right at my alley. Because that was going to be my question. You know, right. in order for this to be convenient, you have to have a situation where this PC is always connected to your TV. Yeah. You don't want to be carrying it back and forth. No. Right? Like that would be that's not very convenient. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't read too much into this. There are a lot of rumors about a Steam console. I think this is more. They're just recognizing how people are using Steam today. I played through all of Darksiders on Steam with my Xbox controller. Like, I don't really think, right. you know, the PC is just kind of like another console now. Most games have Xbox controller support, or if mm -hmm. they don't, you can sort of, you know, use some hacky yeah. ways to get controllers working. And I played, I played Darksiders that way. I played, I think I played Just Cause 2 that way. And I've played a bunch of games that instead of getting them on the Xbox, I got them on Steam for like five bucks. And then, but I don't use mouse and keyboard. I'm not that wild about it for mm -hmm. anything besides FPS. So, um, so what do you do? You, you, you hook up your PC to your TV. And leave um, it there? I mean, I just use the controller. I plug the USB. I used USB. I know, to but if, if you were going to oh. use big picture mode, sure. I mean, what do you? What cable do you have? HDMI. Yeah. yeah, I use an HDMI. Yeah, so it's like for some a setup like that, like you know, maybe this is sort of more rumblings that oh, they're going to do a Steam console and this and that. But I think it's more just recognizing how many people are already using controllers and sort of playing on their couch anyway. Mm -hmm. So, and the user interface is very um, like I have a Mac and I can go into Media Center to browse my media. And that's sort of meant for like big picture. And so the revised user interface is just sort of like people aren't clicking around with the mouse. They need to come up with some different way to like access your bigger content. icons too. The icons yeah, are so exactly. small yeah. on my TV. Right yeah, now. exactly. So Greg Coomer is the head of big picture mode at yeah. Valve. He says what we really want is to ship big picture mode and then learn. We want to find out what people value about that, how they make use of it, when they make use of it, whether it's even a good idea for the broadest set of customers or not, and then decide what to do next. So it could be that the thing that really makes sense is to build a Steam console, oh. but we really don't have a roadmap, and we think we're going to learn a tremendous amount through this first release. That was so awesome. They're, they they know, right? They get to they're do whatever the they want. They're like, we're just doing this thing. I know, man. Maybe like it, maybe you don't. Got them PC games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Colin, you've been, on, you've been on the record saying uh, PC games are dumb games for babies. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's still how you feel today. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that's fine. I mean, I know, th no. there, are, there are PC the games that I, I, I like and, and or love. And, uh, you love that, that Civilization. Civilization 5 was probably one of my most played games, like I would say, this generation. Um, yeah. And SimCity, I think, is going to be oh, another, I can't wait. another example of a game. The whole reason I, I bought this. Freaking waste of money. But I don't want. I don't want to play games on PC. It's just not my thing. If they make it easier, like what, like yeah. what, what we're talking about, this yeah. step forward to making putting on a TV, then that's that's a different story. But I want to play it in front of a PC with them. See. And I don't. I definitely want to play the mouse and a keyboard. So right. I mean, I know you can play most games with a, with a controller, but not all. Damon's your thing. Your thing is always you want to lean back to play games. I want. You don't I want lean that couch, to play which games. is sort of what they're trying to yeah. accommodate here. Uh, the issue is I still don't have a gaming PC though at yeah. home. You know, but if so you did, I mean, if is, I did. This, is this something you would be interested in? That's, that's what's holding yes, you back right but now. But like, right? I'd have to like, you know, I'd have to buy, uh, you know, I'd have to make a considerable, considerable investment by a gaming PC that will be more expensive than a console, and yeah. then set that up next to my TV and just use it as my Steam box. So why doesn't Steam just put out a Steam console? They will. I mean, this is this is clearly. R&D in the wild for them, mm. which is kind of cool. But it's cool the way they're handling it. Like you said, Valve is so awesome. And it's cool that they're very transparent. They're like, yeah, maybe we'll do a console. We don't know. Yeah. And like, I believe them. I don't believe that they're like, usually when companies make statements like that, I feel like it's all like wiggle words and they're trying to like get around saying anything. But with Steam, for some reason, I totally believe that they're just like messing around and doing what they want to do.
That was awesome. I started playing the original Portal again this weekend, and it's, it's so brilliant. It's what brought you back there? Uh, Kim. Uh, or she's always looking for a new game. We finished Walking Dead episode three. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. Yeah. Colin, do you play those games? I'm waiting for them all to come out. Oh, you're just gonna play them all the time. Yeah. Have I'll you been able to avoid like spoilers? Yeah. With, you, you live with this guy as reviewing. Like, I just, like, yeah, yeah, Greg and I don't time. really talk to each other. Yeah. No. No. I we, stay it's in my actually room. it's funny. We, you know, Colin and I we work in the same team. We live in the same house, and like probably a good three weeks into that living situation, <laughs> it just broke the friendship, and we just hate each other. I don't think we you just, hate. Each no. Other, no. 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 Greg stays in the living room and I usually stay in, in my bedroom and we just play games. Well, you're in the kitchen making polenta or yeah. whatever. I don't even know. <laughs> I, made, I made Hop and John this weekend. It was awesome. What is Hop and John? <laughs> Whew, I'll tell you what. Uh, so I was, I, was watching, I was watching Boardwalk Empire and they were... Great, great show. Great show. Comes great back show. this Sunday. And they were talking about this dish, which is apparently like an old West African dish um, made of uh, black eyed peas and uh, rice and some vegetables and stuff Hop like and that. Hop and John? So I, I, West they, African dish? Yeah, they made, and I guess it was brought over uh, with the slaves or whatever and it was, it was, it was a huge in the, in the South. Um, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, That's probably where they picked up the name Hop and John. And, uh, yeah, so there's all these... Uh, so anyway, there, there was this character that kept mentioning the dish and I'm like, what the... Ooh, sorry. What the hell? No, it's okay. okay. You can... so, I was on, so I was on my iPad when I was watching the show, and I looked it up, and it was this great dish with this awesome southern and African heritage or whatever. So I, I went to the store and got all the ingredients, all the dishes. You got some green peppers, some red peppers, some onion, rice, black-eyed peas, and bacon, a whole package of bacon. You cut up the bacon really fine. It making fine. me very hungry right yeah. now. It, it took hours to make it. It was awesome. It, was, it smelled really good. Yeah. yeah. Did, yeah you, you, did you eat it? No. He doesn't, he doesn't like, share with you. It was, no, 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 it was. I know what he does. Totally like. an offer, but I don't like peppers. I don't like beans, and it looked like soup. This is a thing. I don't eat soups. Uh, I mean, wait, what? Greg does not like soup. I don't eat soup. I eat like I love mini wheats, as you might have picked up on. Uh-huh. But I eat mini wheats dry. I, I I can't deal with liquids and solids coming together. With notable exceptions, there are many exceptions to this rule. But in but general, yeah. Majorly, yes. Anything that looks like diarrhea or vomit. <laughs> he doesn't like I when I leave a, a mayonnaise covered spoon in the sink. I do that <laughs> it's often. True. Really? Just to see. Just he'll, to see he'll put these, di- he'll put these dishes? dishes in with. Ju- I, I power through them. It's one of it's one of those phobias you know you have. You you like. Actively work, but so it'll like, be like giant globs of mayonnaise and ketchup on the thing, and it's just like oh, the mayonnaise, oh. <laughs> like wash the mayonnaise off. touches the water, and then you're oh, like, yeah, I start doing like, uh, and then like we have the little, the little, we have the little strainer that catches all the leftover food oh, that you gotta go take and dump worst. out. It's like you would have hated. Oh brother, I don't know. About this. <laughs> My first job uh, was at a ball field at, at the concession stand, uh-huh. and there was a grill and everything. And every once in a while, I had to wash the nacho cheese bins oh. in the sink. Oh like, man. man, you would have hated that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah. smell. But with a family comes responsibility. You'll need to carefully raise your children, all while protecting your homestead from skeever infestations and those pesky neighborhood giants. Uh, Colin, give us some backstory on uh, Skyrim and PS3 and the DLC. Long road. Where do we begin? Because today we have a comment from Sony. Saying they're working with Bethesda, yeah, trying we, to get it working. And we knew, uh, this was interesting because we knew that because Bethesda said that they were working with Sony too. So, like, this is, I guess, Sony just clarifying that they are indeed working with Bethesda. Um, the, the long and short of it is that Skyrim doesn't work well, well on PS3. It never has. Um, Bethesda clearly knew about it. They didn't even give us, re- you know, didn't even give us review copies until after the game came out. Um, so they knew there were, there were problems with it, obviously. Um, and then they were patching it slowly. 
And it was, get, I guess, getting better and better. I played it for 25 hours and didn't run into any extreme Have you played problems. it recently? Or? No, I stopped playing it in protest, to be honest. Yeah. I was solidarity with my PlayStation 3 brothers. There you sisters go. out there. That was the thing, right, is that it was, it was very hit or miss. We, like, for a long time in the office, we couldn't replicate the problems, and then Megan Sullivan started running into them. And this is just with regular Skyrim, where it would get really framey, and it wouldn't yeah. work anymore. Wouldn't it also get worse and worse and worse over time? So right. it's, like, hard well, to Well, the problem was it was all about allocation about of... The right. save file, right? The bigger it's, your save yeah, file there's was. A, there's, yeah, it has to do with the save file and like so PlayStation 3 has 512 megs of RAM and half of it must be used for graphics, which means the the other half can be used in whatever way they want, which is, you know, you know, I'm not going to I I don't want to get too technical I'm sure these are not the right terms, but like resource jumps. management with everything else. <laughs> sure. Yes, yeah, things of this nature, collecting sure. uh, objects out. and things yeah. of this nature. Uh, on Xbox 360 you can allocate the same amount of RAM in any way you can and in any way you want. So like the game just runs better because they're able to I guess keep up with the nature of the open world and like the things you're dropping, the doors you're opening, the people you're killing, all these things. But the longer and more you do that in the PS3 version, the harder it becomes to run the game. It's trying to remember where all your it's heads trying of to remember are. Everywhere you've you, dropped you, a wheel of cheese. You got these cheese <laughs> wheels all over the place. <laughs> in the game, the PlayStation just freaks out. It's just the way the architecture on the two consoles are built, and Xbox runs the game better because they don't have to use a half of the RAM for graphics. Bethesda's background is in PC games. Yeah. So, so what I really want to know game. what's really brass tacks here, who's to blame? Bethesda. Okay. They should have never put the game on on PlayStation 3 if it wasn't yeah. going to run right. And, yeah, I mean, it's it, Greg and I talk about it. I mean, we're PS3 first gamers. That's what we enjoy. It would have sucked to not have that game on our console. We would have found a way to play it on another console. Obviously, that would have sucked for Sony, but... We would have found a way <laughs> to play it on another... <laughs> we would have gone to the store <laughs> and bought it on 360. There's a way. When there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And... <laughs> and, uh, you know, to me, I think it's clearly Bethesda's fault. I don't think they've been treating PlayStation gamers with any respect. They've been getting patches late. They were not communicating with them about what was going on when the game came out. They're not communicating with them until recently about what's going on with the DLC. They're basically just treating PlayStation gamers like second-rate consumers. It strikes me as not so much as like they're actively going out of their way to be bad to PS3, just as much as they don't understand that hardware. And now it's become, you know, after all the problems popped up that you probably they didn't they knew about, I'm sure, but not like to the, maybe the extent they did. All this stuff pops up when you're 50 hours into the game that it's totally run. They start working on that problem and they get to this point, the graphics and the RAM, and they know that. And it's kind of like that's the end of the road. Like, yeah. what do I do about that? Like, yeah. how do I, how do we fix that? And they run scenarios and what they can do and what, how they can possibly fix it. And they're just coming back every time saying, like, it, there's nothing we can do. I it's, no, and that's fine, but they should just say that. They and that's, just and say that's, that, and that's basically what they've said now is they basically said, like, we don't even know. If we can fix this problem, a couple weeks it, ago, it was yeah, they awesome. came out about Dawn Guard. Yeah, yeah it was awesome to say that nine months after the game came out. It would have been nice to say that yeah. I don't know a month after the That's game the came thing. out. It has been a long time. You know, man. like oh, nine months in now, you know you can't fix the problem. I mean, like I, I love Bethesda Fallout Three and is like one of my favorite games of all time and stuff like that. But I, I, I have lost a bit of respect for them in terms of the fact that they've just not been communicating with PlayStation gamers. They just, that game obviously sold hundreds of thousands of copies yeah, on I PS3. Mean, that communication is key. Like Skyrim is a very very complicated game. They're deploying it on multiple consoles, so. You know, not that they get a free pass, but I can understand sure. how something like this could happen. You know, like we at IGN, I had someone tweet at me one time and say, oh, you know, this article doesn't look right on my Android phone. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't understand. Like, it looks right on my iPhone. It right, looks right, right on right. the web. You know, and so when you have lots of different things going on, stuff can go sure, wrong. Sure. But they need to own it and own up to That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah, that, I have no problem with that there was a, I have no problem that there was a problem. If they figured it out afterwards, they were like, we didn't see it in QA. This is obviously not a problem that occurs for everyone, like we just said. Mm -hmm. But it is a problem, and we were really sorry, and we're going to work to get you this DLC, and we won't even charge you for it. Something like that, like where it's like, we are, go we are going to make it happen. And what they're basically saying is this problem is so overwhelming, this problem that no other developers run into, by the way, that we, that we, you know, we can't make this happen. And so it, it, we, we can't well, fix but it. But no other developer has that many cheese wheels in their game. Uh, th this is the thing I was saying, though, is like, why can't they just 
you know, I'm not, I, I'm not a programmer, but just just say like, you know, we have to we have to shut things off. Like we can't save what doors you left open. We can't save what, you know, maybe certain items we'll know that you took, but like if you took this cabbage, we're not going to save that. And the cabbage will be there when you go back. Unlimited you know? cabbage, that's and the problem. It just seems like you have to make concessions. It's, it's very disappointing. I feel My bad for people. Like I don't care that much because I, I have no intention of really going back and playing the game now. But there are plenty of people that dumped a lot of timing, got the platinum trophy, are waiting for that DLC, never going to get it. They're getting basically an inferior product for the same amount of money. It, what it re reminds me of, right, is a much longer timeline of the PlayStation Network hack. We knew something was wrong. We didn't tell you. Now we come to you hat in hands. It almost, and, I, and maybe I'm wrong, and this isn't exactly what's happening, but it almost seems like Bethesda is taking this wait and see, not say anything approach because they know it's been a long time. So you're going to forget. You're going to move on to other games. You're not going to be like, oh, wait, yeah, I've been waiting for this DLC. I've been waiting for Dawn What the hell is going on with that? You know what I mean? Game Scoop never forgets. <laughs> and people, and people have you forgot? <laughs> the thing is that people aren't going to forget. I'm really worried. You know, Fallout 4, we don't really know anything about it. We know, I guess, it somewhat exists somewhat. We we don't, we, don't, we don't know. It's probably on the same engine. It's probably going to be this generation or whatever. And like, how is that game going to run? You uh, expect Fallout 4 this generation? Yeah, I don't uh, think it'll be out before the next consoles, but I don't think they're going to abandon that engine. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, personally, I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like they can. They are like, this is we, we can get more you, out of now this. Now it gives you pause. Now you're like, well, yeah, exactly. exactly. And it's like, well, don't even release it on PS3 if it's going to run like that. You know, even if it's going to run right for 90% of the people, you got to you got to be worried about that 10% of the people. And I don't I don't blame. There are really angry PlayStation gamers. We hear from them. There are a yeah. lot of them. You know, just, just <laughs> drop those irradiated cabbages, man. Yeah. Get rid of you're, well, it's not, it's gotta be you're mixing up your two worlds a little bit. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be a business decision, right? Because if they come out and say, "Look, PS3 does not, or Skyrim does not run as well on PS3, and we're never gonna get the DLC working," then they lose sales from that, right? So they they remain quiet, and they everyone. And that's what That's why people. We're still looking into it. Yeah, and that's why people are. That's why people are upset, and I don't blame them. Be upset. The, the quote we have today, this from uh, Sony's Vice President Adam Boyes. Boyes? Boyes? I assume it's B-O-Y-E-S. Yes. Boyes, yeah. uh, he says, uh, we work with all of our partners to try and solve their problems. This, oh. this, these are his words. He says, I can't promise any kind of resolution or timeline, but can't say that everyone involved is trying their best to get this stuff working. I love how that quote basically, like between the lines, he's basically saying, this shit ain't our fault. I, that's uh, that's <laughs> yeah. what I took from it. We didn't yeah. make the game. This yeah. was Bethesda's guy saying? No, 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 no that's Sony. 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 He's, he's saying their problems specifically. Yeah, no, it is their problems. Their engine. You know? Yeah. Like, I just, I, I understand that in terms of RAM allocation, in terms of these grand open worlds, that not everything's as dynamic as Skyrim is. But Fallout 3 didn't run that badly. And yeah. there are other open world games that are huge, like Reckoning, um, that um, ran beautifully. So with with very similar with very similar you know item allocations, with taking things, leaving things here, opening this door, doing this thing, that game ran fun. On a scale of one to ten, how angry are you about this? On a personal level, I'm not that angry about it. I mean, I kind of accept it. For like the PlayStation gamer, understanding where they're coming from as a consumer, I'm really angry, and I think they have every right to be angry. Okay. Yeah, like they're they're getting an inferior product for the same amount of money. That's something you can be upset about. And that's something you should be upset about. And I don't blame them. And all the people I'm hearing from, more power to you. you know? I am up.
Greg Miller. Yeah, that's me. Your review for Little Big Planet Vita is live on IGN.com <laughs> right now. Shows how little you know. Official title: Little Big Planet PS Vita. All right, Damon. Uh, okay. Right now, kids are looking. That's what at, it says on the box. The kids are looking at the video. They don't even know. It does say that on the Just box. Just walks right out of the store. <laughs> they don't have it. <laughs> they, only got, they only got Little Big Forget Planet it. Vita. <laughs> You liars! <laughs> well, speaking of not having it, is the game out yet? Is no, September out? 25th here in the States. Do you have an earlier view? Yeah, yeah. It's what we call an exclusive. No. no. It, everyone, it was the <laughs> internet, the internet has the exclusive today. Everybody has it up there. We it's a game Sony's confident in because it's so good. We will have an exclusive review later on in this show. Worldwide exclusive review of the candy corn Oreo cookies. A Target exclusive. A target All right, I, we had to travel to a Target outside yeah. of the city of San Francisco to get these. That's coming up later. Right now, we're talking about Little Big Planet PS Vita. Correct. A game that you gave a 9.0. Amazing. That's amazing. That's what I said, yeah. You say, I quote, Yeah, do go ahead. Sackboy's definitive adventure. Correct. You're just you're shitting all over the PS3 versions. <laughs> of, Pretty much that. The PSP one, the Move game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nope. The car no, racers, everything else he's ever done. Well, that's not out yet. We can't, we can't judge. Just we yet. can shit on it already. All right, we can. <laughs> well, that one's coming out soon, too, right? Yes. Yeah, that's November, not... right? Or in oh, the fall? No, no, I don't even know if they've given out an official, official date on that one. Yeah. But Vita's coming up real quick, yeah. And yeah. it's really, really good. I did say it's the definitive adventure. I think it's, you know, uh, Little Big Planet has not struggled to find an audience. It's, it's weird. If you talk to the children, right? Kids, Sackboy's a big the deal to them. There's actually toys and plushies and backpacks and stuff like that. I nice job drinking. <laughs> nice top drink. <laughs> That's how blown away you are. <laughs> Sackboy's blown. <laughs> but for for us, for us, I mean, you know, like IGN and like our group of friends, Little Big Planet's a real hit or miss game, right? Like, there's people like me who really love it. I know it's not Mitch's cup yeah, of tea at all. Not really. And it's one of those things. I think. But how does Brian Altano feel about it? I enjoy it. It's a little floaty for me. It's no Mario, but it's fun. Yeah. See, in that 8.5. IGN. <laughs> the Little Big Planet franchise. <laughs> but that's ignoring the whole the whole, you know, hook of Little Big Planet is that you can create your own games. Yeah. But it, you you say um, Little Big Planet PS Vita is Little Big Planet in your pocket. The importance of this cannot be overstated. Correct. Don't overstate it. Explain yourself. It's a huge deal. I, like what I was saying before we got off on the, one of our tangents about nothing, uh, is that it's <laughs> one of those things. Right I, I don't think. I think that this is the actual home for it from now on. I think that you know, Media Molecule already said they were done with Little Big Planet. They wanted to move on to other stuff, and that's why you saw different developers take on this project. And I think it actually fits way better with the Vita than it did with did with the PS3. Because for PS3, like I was explaining to somebody, like the create mode is fun, and I like I I've made a bunch of levels before. They're all very very basic. And to get really good at it, you have to sink a lot of time and you have to chip away at ideas. You have to build little things in other levels before you bring them over to your level. And that's great, but that's not something everybody wants to do on a big screen TV that occupies all of their time. Whereas now it can totally be, I can be on the train and be like, oh, I have 10 minutes to kill. You know what, I do need to figure out how to make my car go faster, do this, whatever. Go in and tweak this little knob, do this little thing. And the same thing for the levels, right? Because you replay levels, and you play through level once and it's fun, and then the challenge is to come back and ace that level and beat it without dying, or come back and use the sticker you found to unlock a new area and get new bubbles and find everything. That's cool, but you might not want to spend all that time. That's a great thing to do while you're watching football. In between plays, you get to screw And like the, the touchscreen integration totally helps build all that stuff. Correct, right? right. That's one of the things I said in a whole bunch of people. That's what's been fun about this is, you know, I, you know, uh, if people want to attack Greg Miller, and they're out there, Damon, who want to yell at Greg <laughs> Miller. True? They, they like to say that, you know, I'm a Sony fanboy or whatever this just because I've been covering PlayStation for five and a half years. And it's one of those things pretty much universally on every side I've seen. This is getting nines, nine fives. People really dig it. And one of the cool things about it is it's one of the first Vita games that has 
touch integration in there that works and makes sense. You know what I mean? Like in Uncharted, there was like moments I liked it. Like, I liked doing the charcoal rubbings. That was cool. But like rowing my boat, I thought was stupid. And every time I got in a fist fight, having to mm -hmm. swipe the screen was totally forced in there to say, hey, everybody, look what it can do. You're going to love Assassin's Creed, Greg. Oh. Rowboats aplenty. <laughs> I was looking forward to that. Really? No, rowboats. You get to iron, uh, you you iron your clothes. Left. Right. Left. You swat right. away all the fighting? flies. Fighting liberation, do I have to worry about it, Dino? Uh, there's like touch screen for like mark and execute splinter cell style. Oh, that's not that bad. Okay. Anyways, though, for a little big planet though, yeah, you're pushing things out with the back touch to make platforms to jump on. You're dragging things around so Sackboy has a path, or you know, doing these little things to flick him and fling him. And it's one of those things where I thought that could really suck because a lot, like you know, for me, I like trophies and I like to play through again and again to try to ace the level and beat it without dying. And if you're trying to do that in a hurry and you're trying to manage, you know, where the fireball's coming in or what's about to happen to you, it seems like it could get bogged down. But the way they pace the levels and the way they put the touch stuff in there is really, really awesome. No connection between the Vita version and PS3 version, right? You the can't like make levels for both. Yeah, there's no level crossover, but all the DLC costumes you've bought in Little Baby Planet 1 and 2 will work on Vita, and okay. then it'll go back and forth, and then that also carries over to karting this year, so all the costumes you have will go there too. Cool. Yeah. Little Big Planet PS Vita is out September 21st, did we say? 25th. 25th. It's a uh, 9.0. It's amazing. Yeah. A game that IGN did not think was amazing is Double Dragon Neon. Oh, we didn't like that game? Yeah. It's because it was reviewed by a fanboy. <laughs> a fanboy of what? Non-Double Dragon games. <laughs> yeah, Non-Double Dragon games. <laughs> everything but Double Dragon. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can back Mitch up in this. We, what we, we gave it the opposite of amazing, right? Right, awful. Three. Awful, three. 3.0. Yeah. So, first of all, Double Dragon Neon is a new Double Dragon game. Correct. Mm -hmm. For Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network. Developed by WayForward. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you know from Blood Rain? Betrayal. Betrayal. Betrayal, that's right. Betrayal. That's right. Shantae, Shantae, Shantae. Like, Mighty Flip Champs, Mighty Flip Force. They've done a bunch of good Force, DS games, right? Some great DS games. Yeah. Yes. yeah, they make good stuff. So I was legit excited for this because it's like, I love Double Dragon and I love Way Forward. So well, for they me, did right. Contra, didn't they? Mm. it was, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they did Contra 4. Yeah. But it was, for me, it was like when I grew up and I was a Tim Burton fan and I love Planet of the Apes and Willy Wonka mm -hmm. and I'm like, let's get this guy. He's going to do these great things to these great movies. And no, he destroyed them. Yes. He made them horrible. <laughs> so that's what these guys did for Double Dragon. Yeah, uh, it's cor sorry, correct me if I'm wrong before we get to the actual yeah. review of where where it ended up. This is the Double Dragon game you found one day, right? On no, different. No, different? Okay, sorry. Then I'll Last be year I found now. Double Dragon, a remake of Double Dragon 2. Which somehow looked worse. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, that was on PartnerNet, but that has since disappeared. Okay. I think uh, they realized they were not onto something very good. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Those guys wised up and were like, <laughs> wait, maybe this is a bad idea. Because a bad idea was releasing Double Dragon Neon. It's just, it's not fun at all. Brian and I sat down to play it. <sighs> We were both kind of like, well, I mean, it doesn't really look that great, uh, but we'll see. It could be fun. I, right? I went in very excited. You were pumped. Like, I, I was, was kind like, of like, yes, oh, we'll let's see. do this. I mean, I but like even, beat em ups, but... Me too, me too. And I think like even right at the beginning, it starts off the exact same way as the original Double Dragon, where there's the hot woman with big boobies, and she's standing in front of the garage door, and Punch the this guy yeah. walks him, just punches her right in the gut and grabs her and walks her away. And then Billy and Jimmy walk out. Do they walk out of the, the, the garage door goes up? Yes. Well, the garage door goes oh, up yeah. and they walk in and they go, oh, not again. Do they really? Yes. They really do. <laughs> You're like, okay. well, maybe stop leaving her in front of the garage. Because this happens a lot. <laughs> Let her come into the garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is she doing? How do they know there? what's going on Sorry, when they're in the garage? What's happening outside they of the garage? It. They're fixing their car or whatever. Ooh, that's what they hear and they're like, yeah. oh, no. They're like, oh, she got punched oh, in the gut again. It's a very distinct sound, bro. Yeah. I don't know if you but it's like it. nothing. What Mitch and I's biggest complaint about this game is that nothing lines up. So it's just like right. I'm trying to punch Mitch, oh, yeah. and like the whole time we're just like, and I'm like, oh, hold on, let me get to, it. and then he moves down here. <laughs> yeah. It's like bad line dancing or something. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really tough, and I think like I'm sorry if I'm talking about this too much. I know you did this review. I've and talked I did. about this game enough. I'm I'm just I'm really passionate about the subject matter, <laughs> um, but they do a lot of stuff in Double Dragon, which is like it it's. 
they're pulling on these 80s heartstrings of our nostalgia, right? But it's of things that from the 80s that we didn't like. Don't you like cassette tapes, Brian? So like, so you're, so Mitch dies, right? And I gotta revive him. So I go over and he's got a cassette tape above him that I have to jam a pen in and then twist around. Cause remember every time you're in your car and you put a cassette tape in or a Walkman or anything and it broke, you had to stick a pen in and wind all the tape back into it. No one at home remembers this. <laughs> we're Your old. memories of the 80s are inconveniences. I was yeah. say, yeah, but I was it gonna... wasn't fun. There was nothing about that there. I was like, cool, it broke. <laughs> so you have to do that in the game like every three minutes yeah. now. It's not fun. It's, it, and it's just, it's so old fashioned yeah. that it's, I think it's only playing to people like me who forgot. Right, like, I forgot I, that it, in hindsight, like looking back, that genre is not very good because yeah. it's just really simple and the mechanics are really limited and what you're able to do is really well, limited. Now, wait, hold on a second. You're saying okay. the whole genre is in, not good. In hindsight, like back then, when we, we went to an arcade and we were like, oh, I'm going to pump you 25 cents and play Ninja Turtles. And it was awesome because you were paying 25 cents and playing Ninja Turtles and yes. it was fun to beat dudes up. But like the whole design mentality of the beat-em-up has changed. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, I mean, it kind of, it's trying to with Castle Crashers and Scott Pilgrim and Shank. You have all great. these games great. that are, they, they were great. Yeah, they're doing amazing things. Whether it's with like just adding RPG elements, making the combat more fast and interesting, but when you have something like Double Dragon, where it's just so stuck in its old ways, you have really slow combat. You mm -hmm. have really inaccurate hits, where you just you can't hit the enemy or you're. It also off it's it's, not fast it, it's also sort of like a, a jack of all trades, master of none, in that right. it's a. It's a bad fighting game, yep. and it is a atrocious platforming game. <laughs> there's like, so there much platforming. Yeah, there's and so it's much still there. Platforming. And you know, like the same thing, like a Bobo bursts through the wall, and you're like, "What the hell does he look like now? He looks like a weird mutant clown yeah. person." And he starts to beat you up, and then you have to jump out of the way, and it doesn't work. Like, or, and well, in half the time you can't hit him because he's doing some animation where like he he winds up, and you can't hurt him. And but nothing in the in that game is worse than the running animation. Like, where you yeah, like running you, you wind up mm -hmm. and then run slightly faster than you walk. It's yeah. like, what is going on? Why is why does this feel so bad? Why is this so slow? The music's awesome, though. The music is so awesome. The it's available is for free. free. Yeah. Real free so. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's the best thing to happen for that, that game. That music right. earned the game three points on the IGN <laughs> scale. <laughs> so there, there are uh, reviews out there that are more... Uh, gracious than yours. Sure. Yeah. I mean, More a lot of people are really loving it. They yeah. love that it is that great throwback to the '80s. They love the art. They love the the kind of a lot of the stuff that Brian and I don't necessarily like. The fact that it's dedicated to being exactly like it was, which mm -hmm. for me in 2012, 25 years after Double Dragon came out, is not fun anymore. I just I, I don't enjoy that game style anymore if it's as unchanged as it is. So, how do you respond to uh, comments on your review? Let's say you came into your review with a, a, a bias already. There is a lot of that. A lot of people have the misconception that I don't like brawlers at all. That I went in wanting to hate it, that I went in not liking the genre at all. Which is just so untrue. Like, I love brawlers. River City Ransom is one of my favorite games of all time. Even Hell now, yeah. even though it's still kind of busted, like, same, a lot of the same issues, right? Like, where you can't hit. But there is, you know, there is that primal fun of, like, I'm going to pick up this bike chain and beat a dude with it. Mm -hmm. River City Ransom in Scott Pilgrim, which apes River City really well. Go into a store, you get upgrades, you get all this stuff, you have progression. Double Dragon has none of that. And it never, it never did, and that's, I, I assume, why it doesn't now, because they wanted to keep it fairly similar. But you know what it does have now? Space. <laughs> okay. You go to space. That Spoilers. Was, that was awesome. Admit it, you go into this, like, Japanese <laughs> restaurant or something, and I joked to Brian, like, would it be awesome if this took off into space? And then it did! It did. And I'm just sitting there like, this is not the Double Dragon I remember. Nope. And there's, like, space ninja samurais yep. and all sorts of... Crazy nonsense. I mean, there is a lot of like aesthetic changes, but nothing interesting in terms of gameplay that mm -hmm. makes it good. Mm. Mm. That's too bad. 
It yeah. is. I mean, it's we, were, we were excited when that was first announced. Yeah. I was skeptical because I wasn't crazy about the art style. I was like, I don't mm. know. Yeah. Your characters are so big, right? Yeah. They take up so much of the screen. Yeah. The camera Your health bar takes up so much of mm-hmm. the screen. You can't even really see what's going on. There's all, kind of, all kinds of stuff going on. It's like, hey, do this someday. And it's like, well, it's blocking the whole screen. You <laughs> yeah. can't even see anything. The interface is really a mess. Yeah. It's free on PlayStation Plus, and I still don't recommend you play it. <laughs> If you want really vivid depictions of beating women, though, that's that that game has that in, in droves. It's yeah. a lot of beating women Box for like quote. no reason. <laughs> you just like a woman is like standing against a wall, and you have to hit her before she'll attack you. It's like, <laughs> she doesn't really do anything. anything. Just run up on her and kick her in the head. It's cool. Yeah. If you're uh, on Xbox, just play Mark of the Ninja. Oh man, instead. yeah, it's so good. It's crazy good. Oh my goodness. Uh, do we all know who Keiji Inafune is? Yes, yes. I'm familiar. He uh, uh, used to be at Capcom. Helps create uh, Mega Man, works yep. on Resident Evil and Dead Rising. Correct. You that's like those one. games. Yeah, well, I like, yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's fair. <laughs> I thought you liked Dead Rising. No, I did, I did. You're right, you're right. I, I, I enjoyed liked one Dead and two. Rising. I liked one and two, and then we got uh, we made Dead Rising 2 again for some reason with right. Frank this time. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what was that one called? Case Zero? Case, that? No, no, no. Case Zero was the $5 was the DLC, prelude, yeah. and then Case West. There was also Chop Till You Drop, which had no zombies in it. <laughs> it was for Wii. Wait, no zombies it, in Case West was it also had no, <laughs> There were well, four no, yeah. for every 400 that the yeah, Xbox yeah, yeah, version yeah, had. Yeah, they had to it was either... Anyway, Keiji Inafune uh, unveiled a, a teaser for his new game. Uh-huh. And it's going to be a zombie game. It's called Yaiba. I've been waiting. It's been a long time since we had another zombie game. Right? Well, <laughs> Wait, Greg. Yeah. God. This one, this zombie game has ninjas. I love your uh, notes on that page. It's just zombies, zombies plus ninjas in zombies very ninjas. large writing. <laughs> so I don't forget. What are we, what are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> Why did I pick this story? Zombies and ninjas. <laughs> also, it doesn't always work because I made. I just remembered I made a note on Greg's story that yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. even get to. What's the note up here we made fun of earlier? Line repeat. Line repeat. Because Line repeat. I know what it is. Yeah, I was going to say the number one comment on your review is, is my you. review. Yeah, is my comment. Yeah, saying yeah. there was a problem with the video review. Yeah. A line was read twice in it? Yeah, like what happened is when they were editing the video review, they didn't catch that they, I, I'd, I said something and then they used the same line right afterwards. So it was something along, the original cut of the review, like in gameplay, it's like four minutes in, I'm something like, yeah, jumping in platform is really fun, da da da. And then like as soon as it ends, it's like, jumping in platform is really fun, da da da. Yep. And I caught it, I was like, god damn it. So I went right to the comments <laughs> and I said, yes, a line repeats, it's all in caps, yes, a line repeats in the video review, I suck, IGN sucks, get back to the relevant co- conversation, I'm taking care of this topic for you. I'll vote it 3,000 times. Yep. It did, it got yeah. a whole bunch of that. Yeah, it's, it's the number one comment on the review, so that was good. Anyway, this, we're talking about zombies and ninjas. Yes. Here in Yaiba. Um, we, there's a teaser trailer on the site right now that you can check out and uh... Does it look good? I haven't seen it. It's a tease, alright. Yeah. <laughs> you, li- you said you liked... You I like what I see. Cool. I mean the art's really cool. It almost has like that Sumie old Feudal Japan painting style to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, lots of sharp colors, lots of blood, lots mm-hmm. of zombies, lots of ninjas. Yeah. Um, sharp colors, lots It looks of like a, you play a ninja chopping up zombies. Okay. He says, uh, he, you know, he, he feels like the world expects another zombie game from him. Sure. Keiji. KG Inafune. That or a Robot Master game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something with Mega Man, maybe. He says, everywhere, He's been I gone go, a while. everywhere I go, people ask, are you working on it? When is it coming? The expectation is clear. It's for my next zombie game. He thinks the w- people want, want to see a new Inafune zombie game. Sure. He's filling it with stuff he loves. Zombies, ninjas, robots, and action. I you like a lot of those. I feel like we have a Sounds lot in great. common with yeah. KG Inafune. We'd have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Video you know, games. Video games. Uh, that's that's really all we have. All we know about that game at this time. Okay. Get excited. Yeah. I'm pumped. It's on my wish list. 
Amazon um, Prime. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know what platform this thing is for, I don't right? care. It's like he's it's it's making Facebook it. Game. Maybe, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Trading it could be. It's a pen and paper RPG. Ooh. Still on your wish list? No. Mitch. Yes, sir. How ready? Uh, how excited are you to go to, to Tokyo? I hear that's coming up. I'm so excited. Mm. I'm so excited. I've never been. It's going to be my Whoa. first time at the Tokyo yeah. Game Show. Mitch and I are flying to Tokyo on Saturday. Uh, one of the mini games we'll be seeing at Tokyo Game Show is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, my God. Konami's having another big push for this game. I know we've seen it a lot recently. You saw it at Gamescom. Um, saw it at PAX. We'll see it again. Uh, bad news for Xbox 360 owning Japanese gamers, though. Konami has just announced that the Xbox 360 version of Metal Gear Rising say. Revengeance <laughs> has been canceled in Japan. I like how the pie chart started off real good. I know. Bad news for Xbox 360. Bad news for everybody. Xbox 360 Japan. Yeah, Konami announced today that that version of the game has been canceled. That was like a press release for one guy specifically. <laughs> Sorry. Like one guy was like, no! I don't think you can even buy The American it. transplants yeah. have moved over there for school or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where you go to buy 360s in Japan anymore. American town. In the garbage. American town? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? You know how there's Japan town, there's American town. I don't I think it's America that. town. <laughs> they really have an American town? Japanese town. Yep. Can we well, go Hello, there? welcome yes, to America we'll go town. To America town. <laughs> All right. You would go to Japan just to go to just America town. Just to go to America town. Um... Yeah. I don't know. Why even start making that version of the game if you're going to... You know? I don't know. I mean, I suspect they... I mean, they were probably just making it, right? Platinum was told to make this game by Kojima Productions. Yay, we had a deal. I was going to say, this thing's been barreling out of control for years. Right. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> can go game, right with this project. When this game originally started, it was probably five years ago. And yeah, and it was like Kojima Productions. They were doing it on the Fox engine, and then it sucked. So they were like, somebody else take care of this. Make this riding game. Mm-hmm. But I, I imagine they were just making it for 360, you know, because it's coming here in the West. It's still going to come out in Europe. And at some point they realize, eh, it's going to cost us a lot to manufacture copies, to ship them, to do all this stuff with, you know, X amount of thousands of copies of this game that will never sell because nobody owns an Xbox in Japan. That's true. That's true. So I'm, we're sending our Xbox editor to Tokyo Game Show. All right. <laughs> just, I want a video segment every, every... It just pans up at it and he's like, this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> What's a PlayStation? <laughs> okay. So, Greg, if our uh, viewers and listeners are near a target... Yeah. Should they get themselves there to pick up candy corn Oreo cookies? Well, that's a complicated question, Damon. I'll now, <laughs> let's set it. You're, you're sort of an Oreo expert. Yeah, I am. Oreo expert. I, 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 I buy Oreos oh, every week. Are you an Oreo? Can you tell me what's going on over there? What do you mean? It's ridiculous. I was in the what store the other day. The, in, 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 the, in the the Oreo Corporation the Oreo aisle? Yeah. yeah. Oreo. In the Oreo aisle, yeah. You go there now, and it's like maybe just... 75 different types of yeah. Oreos. It's like, pick one. Yeah. And there's, there's like, Neapolitan, there's like pizza Oreos, there's, there's, Oreos. there's like quadruple decker Oreos, no, double stuff, it. triple yeah, stuff. Yeah, there are, there are quadruple stuff. Half and halves, there's, there are, there's there the double deckers. Quadruple stuff? There are double deckers. Um, okay. so yes. Whereas the Oreo, Oreo, it's, you know, it's like a Big Mac. Mm-hmm. There's a double decker, there's the peanut butter. Yeah. There's the, oh my God, there's there's the chocolate covered Oreos that are encased in something. There's the vanilla ones, vanilla, the cookie is vanilla, and then the like fudge is inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have birthday cake Oreos. They have what uh, are those? They they taste. I think they taste a lot like this. this okay. is, that's my thing. If we're here, here's where you go. Like a lot of people go, ew, candy corn. I don't like candy corn. It doesn't taste like candy corn. It looks like candy <laughs> corn. It tastes like frosting. It's it's a it's See, an Oreo with frosting. That's the thing. I don't like candy corn, but I love cookies. Well, how did you like these? <laughs> I loved them. Yeah, right. Because they're all it is is frosting. It's just frosting. they were great. It doesn't yeah. taste like candy. Corn. It was a cookie sandwich that yeah. I ate for breakfast. So. So what can go wrong? There are, these are artificially flavored. Yeah. Apparently, they don't use they don't real use candy. Real candy. <laughs> <laughs> no candy or corn was harmed in they the 
didn't go to actual candied corn plantations and pull fuck little pieces. Yeah, yeah. Kill the stalks off the candy corn. Greg, you're a big fan of the strawberry Oreos. Yeah, right. The berry, the berry blast Oreos. Those are the ones I order every. Yeah, those are the ones I have been. You can't legally write strawberry on there because they're not real. Week in, week out, I have been ordering those from Safeway for over a year now. So you eat a bag of berry blast Oreos a week. Probably. And you have yeah. for a year. Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, Damon, he has cancer. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> what do you eat? I mean, like, I pack the same lunch every day. A turkey sandwich, Oreos, okay. uh, some fruit, the I, dried fruits. I mix it up. Cheez-Its. I, I'm, I'm, I like the regimen. I like to know what yeah. I'm getting into. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, so that brings us to candy corn Oreos. Yeah. How much does this package cost? I believe it was two ninety nine. Okay. Normal going rate for Oreos there. And you got... You can only get them at Target. You can. Or, there's one person selling them on Amazon. But they cost five nine nine ninety nine, and the shipping is five. Don't buy your cookies from someone on Amazon. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, so editorial Scarfy's up pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I I, I why well, you know I pinged everybody, let them know they were here. Big deal. Come on over and get some. Everybody went up. I think most people like them. Yeah. Because uh, I Brian, most people you, you, I enjoyed you them. them. Yeah, eight point five. I did not. I didn't. I didn't either, because it was before 9.30 in the morning, and I yeah, wasn't and I'm like, ready no. to eat candy so, corn. Yeah, the day before you brought in a that. giant box of donuts. I, donuts <laughs> are breakfast! Donuts are breakfast! I had a donut today, too. Yes. Brian, I have a, a real question for you. Mm-hmm. What was better, these Oreos mm-hmm. or the maple cookies from yesterday? Uh, I'm going to have to say these Oreos. Really? The maple cookies from yesterday were good, but they tasted like I was having a stroke. <laughs> what? Yeah. How is that good? <laughs> <laughs> they were still delicious. They were just so sweet. Oh, okay. It was like someone had taken all Sweeter of Canada. Sweeter than candy corn yes. Oreos. Yes, these were like... Maple syrup, just pure maple syrup, wedged between maple syrup cookies, dipped in maple syrup, grown on a maple syrup tree that <laughs> Mitch plugged, wearing a Canadian. He plugged hat. them? He yeah. means plucked. I mean plucked. <laughs> like a like a little feather. All right, Greg, what's the verdict on the candy corn Oreos? I personally think I would go 8.0 on them. Great. Great. Yeah. You think they're great? They're not editor's choice. I wouldn't give them the editor's so, choice. Now, give us perspective. What do you rate? Are, are, is the Berry Blast a 10? Berry Blast is probably no. They're not a 10 because the problem with Berry Blast. And this happens with these guys too. Is that when Oreo made the original Oreo, you know, chocolate and vanilla, or even double stuff? That for some reason the white cream holds the black cookie no problem. But Berry Blast, oh, this is a real problem. <laughs> the Berry Blast Oreos fall apart. You you open the package sometimes, you and the top fall off, and it happens with the candy corn one too. I do know a disturbing amount about Oreos. I said you were the expert. I didn't think I was. I was just playing along, but it turns out I am very much an Oreo. It's all just unraveling now. Oh my what, god, what, what, what have I done with my life? What would, you, what would you give the original Oreo? Now here's a problem, I'll tell you right now. There's now. always a problem. Here's the problem. For Berry Blast, I would give probably a 9.5. Uh-huh. Okay. They are amazing. They're amazing. I, but the problem is that they are so amazing. It's like, it's like, you watched True Blood. Remember in this season when they drank that the vampire's blood and then mm-hmm. everything was like a. Ama- That's how good they are. They ruin real Oreos. Because oh, okay. I'd been doing Berry Blast <laughs> for so long, I ordered some original yeah, Oreos. Yeah, and, like, and I was like, <laughs> what, what is this? I don't even know what this is. It's got no taste. It doesn't taste like anything. Because yeah, I remember original Oreos tasting good. Yeah, yeah, they are yeah, good. Yeah, no, Barry West freaking blew that shit out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 8.0. Yeah, for, uh, yeah 8.0. Candy corn Oreos. Yeah. Because the, the problem with them was that I'd have one, and I was like, I'm good. I don't want to have any more right now. What what cookie is a 10? Does that exist? Oh, I know. Kay Hayes. My, this guy I went to college with, oh, his mom made chocolate chip cookies that oh, were well, effing amazing. Oh, some so, kid's mom? <laughs> got that, so we can't even buy that? That's not fair. 
I'm sorry. That's yeah, I mean, like, well, indie saying. games are so much better than, <laughs> than, than Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> it's this uh, little indie game you probably haven't heard of, but it's a ten. It's the best PlayStation Three game. Hey, there's that. Okay, what's the what's the? Oh no. oh no, what's the cookie they sell sometimes at like the little bodegas when you're checking out? They have them wrapped up individually. Mrs. Fields. And they, no, they've got Famous like the Amos? purple. They've got a purple Quarter background water. in like the guy in his hair. <laughs> All right. they, they make a good pumpkin one. Candy corn Oreos are available for a limited time. A target, Exclusively yeah. a target. They yeah. also expire March 13th, 2013. <laughs> I know, that was so the thing. I like how you were, all up. you were all offended that I was like, oh yeah, this guy's mom, who uses real eggs and ingredients. Cookies, <laughs> 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 like there's nothing. This one's got artificial candy. She doesn't use fake orange cream. <laughs> but if you're watching Nabisco, send cookies. And if you're watching that kid's mom. <laughs> yeah, send Care Nabisco. of Greg Miller, 625 Second Street, same, third floor. San Francisco, California, 94107. That's all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com. I am heading to Tokyo in the morning. I'll be covering the Tokyo Game Show over the next week. And then I'll be hanging back in Tokyo and vacationing for another week. So, GameScoop will be taking the next two weeks off. I miss you already. But make sure you're following me on Twitter so you can stay up to date with all the latest updates from the Tokyo Game Show. I leave you this week with the Zombie Nation remix of the song Single of the Year by Zoo Brazil. My name is Damon, this is IGN GameScoop, and we're out.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.